Welcome to the Bearded IT Dad Podcast, where technology meets career development. Join us as we talk with industry experts, get advice and insight about their expertise and real-world experience in the information technology field. Have to learn to learn on your own. The number one thing you can do to get out of the help desk or out of any entry-level position is be exceedingly good at your current position. The elephant in the room, right? Money is obviously a a certain barrier and roadblock, but I would charge and, and, and argue against that. There are so many resources out there available for free on the internet. From starting your IT journey to advancing your career, you'll get actionable tips and practical advice to help you succeed in this ever-evolving industry. So grab a cup of coffee, sit back, and let's dive into the world of IT. What does it take to go from an entry-level IT position to a cybersecurity identity and access manager? In today's fast-paced digital world, cybersecurity is more important than ever before. Every day, countless organizations fall prey to malicious attacks, resulting in devastating consequences. What if I could tell you that you could learn the secrets to protect yourself and your business from these threats? Our guest today is going to take you on a journey through the world of identity and access management, from the very basics all the way up to advanced techniques. Yes, our today's guest works for Sentinel One as an identity and access manager. He is also a cyber mentor for the Cyber Mentor Dojo. He's created his own Udemy courses to help you enter the IT field and is the host of the KevTech IT YouTube channel. Welcome to the show, Kevin. Uh, Thank you for taking the time. Do you mind taking a few minutes and introducing yourself and all the amazing things you do for the IT community and whole. Yeah, sure. So uh, my name is Kevin Apolinario. You can look me up as you can look me up as Kevin Apolinario. Uh, I go as uh, Kevtech IT Support on YouTube. Uh, you could you could probably find me on LinkedIn really fast because I post a lot of selfie pictures. Um, <laughs> I I do uh, I do have a lot of stuff that I do. So I do like IT training. I do. T- um, I do have a Udemy course with 12,000 students on it. I cover IT support, help desk, service desk. Um, basically, I have videos all over the place. So, like, I have videos that I created for military veterans. So I, I have worked I worked a lot with veterans, specifically uh, Peter Klein from Boots to Books. I'm friends with um, uh, Simon from InfoSec Live. He knows who I am. Um, some cybersecurity folks know who I am because I, I just, you know, just happen to be everywhere. I'm also friends with CompTIA as well. They know who I am as well. So I'm a technical trainer. Um, I do some videos here and there, some courses here and there. Uh, I just recently started a company called KevTech Academy. So that's going to be very interesting. And we'll talk about that later on. But uh, I also uh, currently work for a company called 701, which is a cybersecurity company. I work in identity access management. And uh, yeah, I just, I've been in, I, I've been in IT for about roughly eight years. I switched over from, IT support going into cybersecurity. So now I work in cybersecurity and that's pretty much a little bit about me in a nutshell. Um, yeah, that's it. Nice. So. Well, uh, you mentioned you work for Sentinel One as identity and access manager. What is that like? Um, you know, that's, uh, I think that's starting to be a growing, you know, job title and a you know, growing section of IT. Um, do you mind kind of diving in a bl- bit more of what you do? Yeah. Yeah. So I, I work, so we, we don't have like the, the traditional, Traditional identity access management roles, traditionally, they do like ping, ping AD, secure authentication, secure AD, um, Okta, SSO, uh, you deal with a lot of Azure AD and some cloud services stuff, some some 
PEM. I don't know if you know what PEM is. Um, some other stuff like uh, AD, Active Directory. So me, I don't really certain things I don't do. I do specifically 701 stuff. So it gets a little complicated because it's 701 stuff that customers use our product. So what I what I deal with is I deal with um, a, uh, Active Directory, AD hardening. I deal with um, a Active Directory AD attacks. So someone may be going into and trying to attack that domain controller. I also deal with um, holograms, holograms and bot sync. So if you guys don't know what that means, basically it means that um, you have a hacker. He's trying to attack your computer. That computer is not a real computer. It's a honeypot. And basically they go into that computer and redirects you to another computer that's not real. And basically, we get to see what you're doing on that computer. It's behind the scenes. We see what you're doing. So you're not actually in an actual real computer. You're in a honeypot. You're in a fake computer. So bot syncs redirect you to another VM or another PC. We see your activity. We monitor your activity. And then we have like ways around that to actually harden your security. So that's what I deal with. So I deal with VMs, um, honeypots, um, um basically trying to harden your group policy because a lot of people have these stupid policies that are not that good like change your password after three days or whatever like you can do certain things so we have to we have to harden your ad your services accounts um admin accounts um we run assessments to see like why you why is why is x y and z user has admin rights doesn't make any sense just give them access to do this and that's it so that, that's basically what, what my job is. And that's just a little bit of AD, Active Directory, Cloud Services, Azure. Um, deal a lot with hardening AD because um, if you're not familiar with AD, and I'm not sure if you know this, but uh, there is a, a account called the, K, the KRGT account. It's a service account that if you go into your domain controller, you, it's actually this, by default, uh, it's disabled. But if you go into advanced features, you enable the account. The account actually is, is actually there. And that account, we harden that account as well. You have to, by, by Microsoft recommendations, you have to change that password every six months. You have to change it two times in a row. And that, that account has been around since 2008, 2000, server 2008. The reason yeah. why that account is there is because it controls authentication in Kubros. So when you authenticate for the first time, it actually, that account checks in to see if that's actually you and you're logging in. It controls all this other stuff behind the scenes. But that account could get hacked. So part of my job is looking at that account as well, that, that service account. That's, that's, it's by default, when you install Active Directory, that account is already there. So you have to harden that account. And there are attacks like Minicats, for example. You could do Minicats attacks and actually hack that account. Um, there's also other things you could do, which is like you could inject and poison AD and a bunch of other stuff. Um, I'm not going to talk about that today, but that's pretty much what I do in a <laughs> nutshell in my job. So it's very interesting. It's an nice. interesting job. It's a very interesting job. So. How, how did you learn all these skills? Like, you know, for, for this job, you know, how did you learn the skills needed? So I, I have, I, so I created a try hack me account. Uh, and that's basically why I did, I did try hack me. And I was looking at all the try hack me stuff and I was just practicing with try hacking. Cause I don't, I'm not a cyber security. I just thought you right now, like I'm not a cyber, I'm a, I come from it support. So I, I, I went to the, when, when I went for this job interview, I went for, for this job, actually, like I went online and looked at like common AD attacks. Which ones do I need to know? Which ones I don't need to know? And that was an interview question, actually, was a common AD attacks for 701. They asked me about that. So I went online. I looked at the AD attacks. Oh, there's an attack for mini cats. I didn't know that. There's an, there's a different types of attacks. And 
There's also hashes that uh, store your passwords on your on your Windows System 32 files. I didn't know about that. So it's very it's very interesting stuff. Um, I just did some research, literally some research, did some homework, um, went online, found some stuff online. Create uh, I you know I, I did, at the end of the day you have to invest in yourself. So I actually signed up for a TryHackMe account and try to learn like some cybersecurity stuff. So then when I went for the job interview and. Um, and, and I know you're going to ask me about that, probably the job interview, how that went. But um, I went to the job interview when I went and I did the interview and, and my manager was asking me, like, oh, what do you do besides your IT support, besides working IT support? Like, what do you actually do or what you're actually doing right now as to, to get better and security? And I talked about try hacking. I talked about all the rooms I'm doing and stuff like that. And he really liked that. He's like, oh, this is pretty cool. I didn't know you were doing that. I said, like, yeah, I'm doing that. So. <laughs> He likes hearing that stuff, and my man, my manager, my manager likes that I had the willingness to learn, and I have the willingness to get out of my comfort zone and try to do something that is not related to IT support. So, hopefully, that absolutely. answers your question. No, absolutely, it does. And since you brought up the interview, let's let's talk about what that was like. You know, uh, the interviewing process for an you know identity and access manager. Yeah, definitely. So I I basically I I did three interviews. So the first one was. Um, the first one was an email interview. So I was like, oh, explain to me what Kubros is and the AD attacks and stuff like that. I, I did some Googling online, found some answers, and I found some really good answers. And I had to reword it in, in the way I have, I, the way I talk about it, because the 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 um, the answers are going to go to someone that's not tech related. So I had to explain it in a non-tech way. So then I, I got right. that. I got that answer. I did really well with that. Like, okay, we need, to, we need you to do an interview with your manager. So I did an interview with my manager. And that my my manager like he destroyed me like like I mean like we went in an interview <laughs> and he was asking me all these crazy crazy like um, technical terms I never even heard of in my life and I talk about try hacking all this other stuff but like when he was asking me about certain things I didn't know how to answer it and I and I said to him I said I was just honest with him like I don't know the answer to this question um, but if you give me twenty four hours I'll try to figure out what the answer is for this I'll try to go online and Google and actually figure out what that is and how that works and stuff like that. I'll give you an answer tomorrow. I mean, I don't know right now, but if I go online and take yeah. the time to learn it, I'll figure it out. So um, I don't know, for some weird reason, my I did really bad on that interview. For some weird reason, I got called for a second interview, which makes no sense at all. <laughs> um, and I went to do my second. And the second interview I did was written really well. The second one was really nice. well. Like that, that one, went, like, like I did really, like, even though it was a director, even the director was like, you did really well in this interview. I'm like, oh, awesome. And um, this one was more like um, it was more like like because a lot of people don't know this like like and and I think uh, I think it was it was I'm not sure who I think not was it David Bumble or, or Keith Barker I'm not sure who it was but um, one of the guys has a, a courses on um, SLA right SLA and ITEL basically so I had to talk I talked about SLA agreements and service levels agreements and why it's important that that um, when you're making some changes on the back end, especially when you make changes on cybersecurity and you make changes on endpoints and stuff like that, you need to make a a, a, a ticket for that. And, and and it goes to it goes and becomes a priority. And then you get all these proper approvals and the proper channels that come in. Um then my director was asking me about that. He was asking me about SLA and, and SLA tickets, and we talked about ITEL a little bit. And he was asking me like, why is that important? Like that's important because you don't want to just make changes on the fly. Like imagine you have like a hundred machines up and running and then you start making yep. changes on the fly while people are working. It doesn't work that way. So you have to actually make a, a ticket for that. Uh, it goes through the proper channels. So you got approval for that. And then 
the way because he was asking me how would I make changes for for users, right? And I said like I'll do it. I'll do it in a, in waves of three to four people, not like a hundred people at the same time. It doesn't work that way. So I would literally like if I'm gonna make a change. First of all, I want to do it on sandbox. I want to make sure that it actually works, right? So you wouldn't you wouldn't do it on, on an actual person. You want to do it like on a demo environment. So what I did was I did it in a demo environment. I would do something in a demo environment, see if it works, see if we don't have any hiccups. Then after that, I'll actually go and do it on a live person. So then nice. you pick the least uh, the least lower level people that you know that you're you're okay with or you're cool with or you have no issues with them. That they are, they'll let you do those changes because the last people you want to deal with are the executives and the C level folks. Those are like the last <laughs> yeah. people you want to hit, right? With these changes that you're making. So I explained yeah. that to the director because it was a job interview that he was asking, like, how does that, the, the, like, you know, SLA and stuff like that? How would you make changes and stuff like that? So it's called like a pilot test. So basically, you only test a certain amount of people. So you only get like yep. four people. Then you increase it like over time, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, until you actually go into the last people that are executives that are like, yeah, like maybe like six or seven executives, right? Those people, um, they're gonna be a lot of hand holding, right? Because you don't mm-hmm. want you don't want you don't want to have any weird issues with them. That's the last thing you want, and they get pissed off at you, yeah. right? So yeah. that's basically that's I basically how I explained it to the director when I did a job into with him. He really liked that explanation. He's like, wow, you this makes sense. Yes, I totally agree with you, Kevin. Yeah. You would not make changes on the fly like that. You pick a certain amount of people you make changes with. You pick people that you're actually okay with, that they know who you are, that you know they're going to throw a fit if you make any changes on their computer or their box. And obviously you do it on the weekend when no one's busy, when you know there's not like a rush hour, you know, you got to pick certain days to do it. So Yeah. My my interviews with my interview questions with him were based on that, based on personality. Um, and then that's it. And then we, he liked me because of my personality, my willingness to learn, also the questions and answers I gave him. He also liked the fact that I'm not a jerk because he's like, okay, can I work with this person? Can you work with our team? You know, like I, some of, yeah. some of these directors and executives, all they care about is if you have a good personality. So right. what got me the job was my personality. None to do with it, awesome. to be honest with you. So hopefully that's yeah, and question. you know, yeah, absolutely. And that's, you know, kind of what I preach all the time on this channel is, you know, those soft skills. And a lot of times, you know, when you go for a job interview, you might not have the technical hard skills, but it's okay. Those skills can be taught on the job, but the hardest thing to teach and, you know, is your ability to communicate with others. And, you know, if you're a good fit for that team, because sometimes that's what matters the most. If, you know, no employer wants to hire someone that's going to, you know, butt heads with their teammates and make it difficult for everyone else. They want someone who's going to mesh into their environment and work well because they know if they can find that person that's a team player and works well with all the other employees, they can teach them all the other skills that they need to do, you know, need to know to do the job. So it very much sounds like that's what exactly happened there, you know, is that, you know, they really liked your personality and it, it you know, it paid off in the long run. Yeah, no, definitely. And I, I and I did an interview with executives and directors last year and, and um that's one of the, that's one of the things that came up with me with executives and directors uh was can I work with this person eight to five or am I gonna strangle this person? So it goes back to that. Like really, like if you can I work with this person with me eight to five? If I can't work with you eight to five and and I have to see you every day and I don't like you, I'm probably not gonna hire you. That's just the nice. reality of jobs, you know, I'm just being honest. Uh, so 
Uh, absolutely. Now, I kind of got an interesting question because you, you individually, like you have a lot of insight to the IT field, you know, a whole, like you have, you have your YouTube channel and you have all the different volunteer work you do um, and stuff. Do you think the IT field is going through a change? You know, um, I hear a lot of people are really scared that, you know, we might be going into a recession and there's going to be job loss and stuff like that. What do you see for the future of the IT field in whole? Um, I right now, like there, there is a recession going on. There are people getting let go, and especially specifically Amazon. And I'm going to say Amazon because they let go like nine thousand people, and they keep letting people go over and over again. Um, there, there are still going to be jobs available. I'll be honest with you, like the 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 jobs for IT is very on demand, especially in cybersecurity, specifically cybersecurity. There's there's always going to be jobs available. Um, certain jobs they will get replaced at some point. Maybe not now. Maybe like. 10 years, maybe more. I'm not sure how long, but like, cause we have chat GBT and all this other stuff, like automation and stuff like that. So you will see like certain jobs get cut out, like it support, maybe help desk, maybe desktop support that you could actually um, hire people like hire from outside overseas and probably automate some of that stuff as well. So maybe that will change in the future. Like certain like level one jobs or certain jobs that are manual that may change in the future. And also some stuff that could get automated might actually help people with their jobs as well. But as far as jobs are concerned, I don't think we're going to be seeing a lot of job loss. I, I think we're going to see more hiring on demand because there's always a lot of things going on behind the scenes, especially for hacking and stuff like that. There's always a lot of hack uh, hacks attacks. There's always like a lot of vulnerabilities. Like like 2022, there's that vulnerability with a CVE with uh, print spooners, like uh, uh, the print spooner attack. Um, there's a few different hacks that you see online that are super crazy right now. So I think there's always going to be jobs on demand. So I'm not really worried about IT. I think IT is always there and you'll see more jobs come up uh, along the along the line. But there, there, there's always, obviously like for me, my personal experience, like the big companies that are like the, the FANG companies, you know, like FANG companies, the big companies, Facebook, Amazon, Netflix, Google, like those companies, like they always going to be hiring people, but it's kind of hard. Like to, I, I, I prefer, like I tell people go apply for a job for uh, a smaller size company because that company, the, the company that is not, it's not the next Google or the next Netflix, whatever, but some companies out there that are small or midsize, they pay pretty good. So I, I, I would not see why you shouldn't go apply for that company either. Like go look at those companies. Like there's some companies that are still hiring. There's some companies that are actually startups are coming out of nowhere as well. So, there's always going to be hiring on demand. It's just, it's just how it is. So. Absolutely. Now, now you mentioned chat GPT and I, I get asked this question a lot on my YouTube channel that is, is AI, you know, how is AI going to play into the future of it? Um, what is your take on it? I think it's going to make our lives a lot easier, but it's not going to replace anything. It's not, it's not there okay. yet. There yeah, yet. absolutely. You know, the way I, I view it is, is, is AI is a tool and the people that are going to uh, excel in the field or the people that are going to realize it as a tool and learn how to leverage it to do their job better. It's only going to make your job easier. Um, but you know, this is still not going to necessarily replace you. Um, at least not, I don't foresee in the next probably 10 years. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. Now, for people that are maybe on the help desk looking to transition into like a security role, like identity access management, what advice do you have for them to to switch? I know we talked about like try hack me and stuff like that. And for those of you who don't know what try hack me is, it's an online 
learning platform. It's like a gamified learning platform that, um, you know, through going through these different modules teaches you how, you know, the different um, things you need to learn. But what other advice do you have for people? So for if you're trying to do ident- specific, uh, specifically identity access management, um, I'm friends with a few people in identity access management. So if you want to do actual real life training, uh, I have a I have a, I have a friend called Professor Rogers. He has a Discord, uh, and he does identity access management training for free. So if you want to go, you can come to our Discord, and um, they'll show you how. They'll show you the ropes. They'll show you how to do certain things. But if you don't want to do that, if you want to do things on your own, like some people like like to do solo, they're solo on themselves. Like Try Hack Me is a good resource to help you. Um, building a home, building a home lab. Like I spoke about home labs. Like even when I went for a job interview for Sound One, I spoke about my home lab, and my manager literally liked that. So, uh, setting up a home lab, setting up Active Directory from scratch on a server, and then actually adding some sort of third party tool to protect um, your domain controller. Uh, like it could be any, it could be anything, just put something in there. And then also learning about SSO. Like I would go and sign up for Okta and learning about single sign in and Samuel and a bunch of other stuff. Um, that's very important to learn as well. Cause that's actually, that's, that's what gets asked in identity access management. You, you got to learn the skills needed for the job. So literally I will look at the job posting, look at the job, look at the, what they're asking for and then learn those skills. And, uh, I have a friend that he actually, he has a, he has a YouTube channel that he set up um, ping ping federation on a domain controller, and then he does he does identity access management stuff. So there there are stuff out there on YouTube you could find from people that you could actually learn this stuff on your own. That's just my this is my two cents. I say like build a home lab, look at the job description, learn those skills, add those skills to your resume, and then you start applying for jobs. That's literally what I would do. Uh, I have we have discords that have free stuff as well. Come to Discord and talk to people. You, you, it could help you. Just come and talk to people. Put yourself out there and actually ask for help. So, hopefully uh, absolutely, that yeah. yeah, absolutely. If uh, people want to find find you online, where can they go to find you know all the amazing resources you offer to this community? I mean, uh, you don't have to list them all. I don't know if we have enough time to list all your all your resources out there, but maybe the most pertinent ones. How about that? Yeah, that that, that, that makes sense. You can find me as Kevin Apolinario, or you can type Captech IT support. That's it. That's all I'm going to give you because it's like. If you, there's a lot of stuff. I'm all over he, the place. He's on YouTube. He's got a Discord channel. He's got. He's on a Udemy. He has a wonderful Udemy course uh, that you know is taken off for people who are looking to get into the field and get on the help desk. Um, he, he is all over the internet. He, you, you are, I don't know how you do it. You must like not sleep at all. You, you, you are such a great resource. I really appreciate all you do. Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. Do you, do you have any, uh, you know, closing advice for people? Um, you know, if, if you could go back and like tell yourself any piece of advice that you learned, what would it be? For, for for me for me the most important thing for me is and I, I train my students on this is um, embracing rejection when you're brand new to IT you're gonna get rejected a lot a lot of people are gonna say a lot of no's because you have no job experience the managers are like why should I hire you when you have no work experience so you you got if 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 you don't if you don't have the mindset to be rejected it's like it's like dating if you get you're gonna get rejected <laughs> a lot right so it's it's literally like dating so you're gonna get rejected a lot so at the end of the day if you if you cannot accept rejection then it's probably not for you and I'm saying that because um a lot of people get what's called imposter syndrome but a lot of people also get like um they get like okay is it for me because I'm getting a lot of no's like should I do I belong in this field and I'll tell you right now like I had a hundred and fifty no's before I got my second job in it 
So wow. a lot of it has to do with that. Like it has to do with your mindset. Are you able to accept a rejection? And a lot of it has to do with you being Rocky by boy. You know how Rocky gets beat up and he has to stand up and yep. get, he gets up again. He gets up again. You got to have a strong mindset. You have to have a strong mindset to not give up. Even when things look bad, continue applying for jobs. Once someone opens the door and gives you an opportunity and a chance, it's a stepping stone. Once you get that first job in IT, you have experience and everyone wants to hire you after that. But you really got to get that first job first. You'll be good after that. That's my advice. So. Absolutely. And again, that's, I, I say that all the time on the show. I literally, last night during my live stream, I was talking just about that is once you kind of get your foot in the door into the IT field, all of a sudden, all these doors will open up for you. Once you gain that one to two years of experience, um, you know, the, the sky is the limit after that. Well, thank you again for taking the time to come on the channel and share all your great information. So I hope you guys uh, found this video informative. And until next time, keep learning. Thanks for tuning in to the Bearded IT Dad. We hope you found today's episode helpful and informative. If you are enjoying the podcast, please make sure to rate and leave a review as it helps more people find the show. If you want more of the Bearded IT Dad, be sure to check out our YouTube channel for additional career tips and IT insights. Don't forget to follow us on your favorite social media platforms for updates on new episodes and exclusive content. Until next time, keep learning.